0: we as human beings have to have to trust our instinct and when we don't understand our emotions then how can how can we make the right decisions in life
1: My name is Hannah Herbst and I welcome you to another episode of Reaching Your Goals. Reaching Your Goals is my career-focused podcast where I sit down with truly inspiring individuals and we talk about leadership and career-related topics to give you the insights to get one step closer to living a fulfilled professional life. Depending on the day, I either were the head of a certified leadership and career coach or a management consultant and I have an MBA from NYU Stern School of Business. My mission is simple, to inspire you to reach your goals, lead with kindness and have some fun along the way. My guest this week is Tracy Hill and we will double click on understanding our emotions to be more successful in business. To that end, let me ask you, how are you feeling today? If your answer is great, fine, all good, no, pause, let's do it again. How are you feeling today? What's coming up for you? We will find out why it's really important to understand our emotions much better and Tracy will help us with that. It's all about your emotions and how we can use them and for that we actually first need to understand. What is behind it? We will talk more about it with Tracy. And we will also learn more about Tracy's story that led her from a corporate career to becoming the host of two podcasts and subsequently the business owner of the prod company. Tracy is now working as a behavioral change specialist, speaker and podcast host. She's based in London in the UK. And if you enjoy the show and you have not yet subscribed to it, please do so wherever you listen to your podcast. And if you really enjoy it, please help me spread the word by telling your friends about it. Thank you. With that, let's jump in. Tracy, it's great to see you again. How are you doing today?
0: I am really good. I've had a great morning. The sun is shining. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're in the
1: UK. That's not usual, is it?
0: No, it's not usual. (laughs) That's correct. But today is beautiful. Apparently, later it is going to rain. So, look, let's see.
1: <laughs> so, we better start now while it's still nice. Exactly. And I love to begin my interviews with rapid fire questions to get you know you more on a personal level. Excitement. If you could have any meal right now, what would it be and
0: where would you enjoy it? If I could have any meal, oh you know, I, I've been vegan for the last three years, but one meal that I do miss is my nonna's lasagna and just the taste and the love and everything that used to go into that. So I think that would be my choice as my, as my meal. And where would I eat it? I would eat it on my balcony in Bali, overlooking Yeah, the ocean. That's righty.
1: I would like to join you and make it a vegan dish. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) absolutely. Imagine you were winning big in the lottery. What would you do with that money?
0: Oh, you know, I'm a funny one with the lottery because I think we all make our own lottery, right? What would I do with the money? I'd probably do in charity and I'd, I'd start my platform or open a new school for the new world, uh, educating children that are still curious, that want to step outside of their comfort zone and really embrace their entrepreneurship early on in life. So yeah, I'd probably do that. Ow. Where's one of your role models? You know, I have many, but one of my role models always has been, and, and still is, is my mother. Uh, yeah, she, she worked really hard in terms of bringing us up on her own. And we really saw her struggle. And I just used to think, wow, like she's literally a superhero. She's superwoman. So she's definitely someone that I look up to very much. I also work with, and, and he's actually now a dear friend of mine, one of the leading psychologists in the world, really, Jamil Kreshi. I look up to him a lot and I learn a lot from him. Yeah, there's quite a few people, to be honest.
1: (laughs) So how would your family and friends describe you in one word? In one word,
0: passionate, extremely passionate. What are you passionate about these days? The next generation and what we can do for them. And what is the most important quality in a leader? Integrity and trust. What do you need to be at your best? To be grounded and to... think to be proud of any decision I make which is why we're called the proud company right (laughs) I get more questions on the name later on (laughs) but to be to be grounded to be at peace what is the best advice you've been given in your personal or your professional life to be me don't try and be anything else that you're not because you're great and a lot of people struggle to to really do that um In terms of other advice, it's, you know, I was given some advice by my old, old mentor many moons ago, and he just said, you know, do what you're doing and the rest will come. I think there was a time in my life where I was so focused on money and being the best I could and winning, but actually the focus just needed to be on me and doing what I do well and the rest would come and... and. What is one thing we cannot Google about you? (laughs) One thing you cannot Google about me? I fly small aircraft. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. As a hobby, I I love aviation. I'm big on aviation. I'm a big aviation geek. Yeah. I wanted to be a fighter pilot from the age of four. Mm. However, my height at five foot and severe asthma didn't help with my (laughs) cause. Does that mean you're not scared of height? No, I'm not scared of heights. I'm jumping out of a plane actually in I think about two months. Where are we now? Much? Yeah. Oh. In a couple of months. Because I love flying. It's something that I, I really enjoy. I'd never jumped out of one. So I thought, no, do you know what? Let's do it. No one will come with me. So I'm doing that alone.
1: A surprise, <laughs> surprise.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I have... Um, I have a big addiction to anything aviation. I've been known to, um, well, actually, I used to travel a lot with work all over Europe and I uh, I would watch air crash investigation on my iPad on the plane, which didn't go well with the person sitting next to me. So I had to stop doing that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Holy moly, you did that? Yeah. (laughs) Last question for the rapid fire. When is the last time that you negotiated
0: for yourself? Tuesday. What was it about? It was about pausing. I needed space to pause. And the negotiation that I made with myself was that if I pause now, I will find perspective quicker than if I just carry on doing that day. So I stopped and I paused and I took the afternoon to really become self-aware of why I was feeling the way I was, which is what I do with my clients. And yeah, great outcome in the end. And it's difficult for me to negotiate time, by the way. Most people that know me, I'm I'm fully on. <laughs> so it is quite difficult. But I think that pausing actually in those types of moments is the best negotiation that you can make with yourself.
1: Oh, I, I, I can see that. It's like when we were talking the first time and everything I've been reading about you, I get this go-getter sense, like always on, push, 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 push. That's a feeling I have about you. And I love the energy. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, you know, I'm... At the same time, I am a very, very big advocate of pausing, and actually we have something quite big that we're working on at the moment for leaders, execs and managers, which is coming to fruition um, this year. I can't really say much more than that, but it's all around pausing. And really that's where we start to pioneer performance in organizations, is taking that time, um, because we don't do it enough.
1: And this is probably the perfect moment to really dive in and learn more about you. Would you mind sharing the key milestones that led you to where you are today?
0: I have worked in the corporate world for 20 years. But before that, I suppose, if we go back to when I was 15, I I didn't know what I wanted to do. I knew that that school wasn't for me. And I really struggled conforming. (laughs) which I still do. Um, I always like to challenge the status quo. And, um, you know, at 15 years old, my mum is saying to me, Tracy, you need to, you know, go to college. You need to go back to school after your GCSEs. But I'm going to take you to work with me for a week. And it was sort of, I don't know if you have this where you are, but take your child to work day. Yeah. Yeah. So my mum used to work for one of the biggest electronic companies in the world. And actually she designed... don't know if I can say it on here, military equipment, let's just say. So they were having this marketing event where we had to design a presentation and pitch for, you know, to win, basically pitch a product to win. And we presented that in front of the CEO And, and we won. My team won. I led that team and I had this feeling of like, wow, that's when I think I first had that hunger for more. And, um, so that day finished and I went back to school, did my GCSEs and I decided not to go back. But my mum said to me, if you don't have a job when school opens again, then you're going back to, to sixth form. So I took myself down to the phone box when we had phone boxes back then. I pound in and I called the CEO of the company that my mum worked for. So she's American. She, was, um, she took my call even though I had, I basically lied and said, look, my mum, I need to talk to you about my mother. Her PA was not going to let me near her. Anyway, I spoke to her. And I said, look, Cleo, I don't know if you remember me. I'm Fran's daughter. I presented to you. She went, yes, 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 yes. I know who you are. I said, look, this is my situation. My mum wants me to go back to school or to college. I want to work for an organisation like yours. Is there any chance? You know, do you have anything? She said to her PA you know, have a look and get back to Tracy. So anyway, I got a job. It was only on the, on the desk there in telesales. Um, but my mum didn't know. And on the day I said to her, I've got a job in town. Can you drop me off? And she said, yeah, sure. So we're heading over to the business part and where they went. And she said, where am I dropping you? And I said, oh, mum, I, I start my first day today at Arrow at your work. And she was just like, no, <laughs> I just Amazing. thought, wow, you know, I phoned us the CEO of a, you know, billion dollar company uh, and got myself a job. I don't know any other kid in that school did anything like that back then. So I always knew that, yeah, I wasn't really fearful of much. Wow. Kudos to you. So that was a milestone. I then found myself working in and out of corporate in lots of different divisions, aerospace being one, retail, manufacturing that I love because I, I, I love building things until I didn't love it anymore. And that's when I decided to leave and go on my own journey of self-discovery, I suppose. And this is then, I guess, where the proud company is coming into play. Yeah. But before
1: we get the one question, you were mentioning twice that you were struggling um, conforming and it sounded like hmm, maybe it's a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> so what's a good thing about struggling conforming?
0: No, I don't think it's a bad thing at all, actually. I think others saw it as as a negative thing, Um, but I didn't. And I still don't, even when my four-year-old doesn't conform. I high-five her. Good girl. (laughs) Exactly.
1: I love the notion about you questioning the status quo. Like I really can relate with that so, so much. I love it. And how does that now link to the Proud Company and how come you called it the Proud Company to begin with?
0: Okay. So when we were in the pandemic. I was still actually working in, in corporate and I was, I was working on a really, really interesting project. But it got to the point where I was, I was burnt out. And I just thought, you know, there has to be more to life than this. Like, you know, the money's great and all of this stuff, but what do I want to do? What do I want? And I think that was the most powerful question that we can all ask ourselves and not just once, many times. And what I wanted, actually, I didn't know at the time, but I was willing to take the risk to leave it all and really focus on being curious again. So as we were in lockdown, um, I decided to start a podcast. And I realized and noticed that people were really struggling in lockdown with their mental health. And people being locked in their houses, you know, Depending on who you're in there with, there could be a lot of abusive relationships. um, And it's something that I had experienced before, yet no one really knew about my my life back then. So I thought, you know what? I hold a gift here and I should probably share it with the world and that people, people can really get to know me and what I've been through, because then maybe they will understand why I'm quite fearless in my my thinking and my approach to life. So I started a podcast called Once Lost, Now Proud. And really, it was just me talking about my time in corporate, the challenges that I faced, but also then I went into a lot of detail about my past, hoping that it would help others were also experiencing my situation then and it exploded really to be honest I had then people reaching out to me that had been in prison and come out and you know two months later had set up you know, a brilliant company. And now, so just basically, you know, again, challenging the status quo, what, because I've left prison, I should be stuck with that stigma for the rest of my life. Hell no. You know, they left, they've gone on and created a really successful company. I had other people on who just wanted to tell their stories. And yeah, that then went into another show, which is on YouTube called The Proud Talk, where I interview entrepreneurs artists authors uh, to really talk about the journey of how they got to where they are I think some people tend to think that oh well they were just given this in life but actually what you don't realize is that a lot of a lot of them have been very challenged and and actually some have quite a dark past but that's also why they're doing what they're doing today
1: and you said that you started the journey of podcasting also as part of your self-discovery to
0: find yourself did you find yourself along this process I did find myself I found a lot of the things that were holding me back by telling my story because it's something that I hadn't revisited for a very very long time I put it in Pandora's box for for 20 years never to be opened again so I really went through a lot of self-discovery, a lot of pain, but also a lot of liberation. You know, actually, wow, I got here. I'm still alive. How the hell did I make it this far? (laughs) You know, uh, so yeah. Survivor. Mm,
1: Yeah. Today we want to focus more on the emotions and how we can leverage emotions also in a business context since emotions are always with us and they're driving us. And that's also when we were talking before, Both of us, I think we grew up more or less at the same time. We have been told that emotions are not part of business. Like this is not what you should bring to the table. Emotions, you can leave them at home. And I think this was also especially targeted towards women. And now we come on this era where emotion can be, say, a superpower. You can use it. And what is important about
0: bringing emotions on purpose to your work? Yeah, that's a good question. We are taught, even as young children, to not show emotion. So, for example, when your child is crying, some people might say, oh, well, you stop crying, you know. They're naturally really trying to understand why they're feeling the way they're feeling. Because children don't understand all these emotions and what they're feeling, right? And, and they are full of it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, you know, as we grow up, even in, in corporate, and actually it, it happened quite a few times for me, You know, I was told not to bring emotion into anything, into any deal, any part of the deal process, which I think was ludicrous because we as human beings have to, have to trust our instinct and when we don't understand our emotions, then how can, how can we make the right decisions in life? You know, and I don't just mean by saying, well, um, I don't know, I'm angry. Okay, so why are you feeling angry? You're angry because, okay. And it's about diving deeper into those emotions, but sitting with them, holding them, feeling them. You know, well, I'm angry and because I feel let down. Okay, and you feel let down because, and it's really about becoming so self-aware of these reasons of why, because then you get to the point and that is the most powerful place to be. What emotion do you feel right now? Mm-hmm. Funny. I was jumping around the, uh, the office before I got on here. <laughs> <laughs> I was I happy. <laughs> you know, I feel happy, but I feel, I feel, I feel content and I really feel confident in the direction the proud companies going as an organization and i've not felt like that for the last year
1: and the reason why i'm also asked you about your emotion right now because i'm a big fan of renee brown her books her podcasts and everything and she kept mentioning one study where they were checking how many emotions people feel and she always comes out to those three like a happy sad angry and people don't even know their emotions anymore And if people really know only those three and they feel, oh, I'm mad, and they think they feel mad, they might take different decisions but actually they're disappointed in some. And that is something I keep thinking about, thinking about. So in the morning now, I write down the emotions that I'm feeling and I find it interesting for myself just to get a
0: sense. Yeah, definitely. And also potentially what, you know, triggered that emotion. And the thing is about emotion it can be the best thing or it can be the thing that makes you sick. Because if you don't meet it, if you don't understand it, if you don't sit with it, you will react impulsively and not intuitively. And if it's a really bad feeling, it will make you ill. Because what is emotion, right? It's energy in motion. So if, you are, if you're feeling all this bad energy, then more bad energy is coming your way. You know, you have to understand it because that is where your power lies. As
1: and you said you have to sit with the emotion and say if there's a lot of negative emotion and you are scared of doing that because you don't know which Pandora box you might be opening.
0: How should somebody go about that? I always come back to the pause, right? But by pausing, breathing through it. Because actually the feeling of an emotion doesn't really last for anything longer than 90 seconds. It's about really embracing it, understanding it and breathing through it and letting it go. Whether that be through meditation, through writing it out, getting it out somewhere. I know people that have been angry in work before. I've done it. I've written an email to my boss and I never press send but I wrote him a really angry email. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) yeah, you fucking fucker. I never sent it, but it was released. Okay, I've said what I need to done now. Actually, it doesn't need to consume me anymore. And it's, again, you have the superpower to do that. And one thing that's important, you have to own your emotion. Don't become a victim to it. For example, Hannah, if you were to... Say something on this podcast that I don't know really peed me off. Right. And it triggered me in some way. You haven't physically, you know, come over to me and stabbed me. Right. You haven't. No, okay. No, no, I can confirm, but it's triggered something in me, but that's on me. I have to own that. You know, even with my past, my past lie, people did things to me, which were awful. But the emotions that I felt in that time, they're mine. And I have to figure a way around that. I don't become a victim to them. I just become the owner of them. And then I can flush them out, do what I want to do. But I am in control. We are all in control of how we feel and how we act. Earlier, you said that when you left the corporate world, you got curious. And
1: this sounds to me again, for this moment to become curious, like, why am I feeling this? What
0: is underneath? And... You know, we don't ask that enough. Why is one of my favorite words. I encourage my four-year-old to ask me why, and she does about 200 times a day. And I think that's where we have to really go and find our inner child again, because curiosity will get you everywhere. It will get you to your destination of your purpose or whatever that, you know, you want that to be. But we need to, re- we think we're always out of control, especially with emotions. We're not. We just need the techniques to manage emotions effectively. What's the best technique here? Understanding the emotion. What's the why behind that? And I don't mean I'm fearful, okay, of what? Go deeper and deeper and deeper till we can get really to the, un- the underlining root cause of that issue. Feel it and make a decision to let it go, but write it down somewhere, get it, get it out of your head. You know, if you'd have said to me, I don't know, even four, three, four years ago about journaling or meditation or chant, anything like that, I'd have said to you, I would journal. What's that? Like it's <laughs> one of, you know, writing, even creative, any writing, it's just getting it out of your mind, out of your body somewhere else.
1: When I coach, I also give homework to my clients. So one thing, when I feel there's a lot of regret, I tell them, write everything down and then you burn it and you send it to the universe and then it's gone. Exactly, yeah,
0: yeah. I'm a hypnotherapist as well. So, you know, when I am doing hypnotherapy, actually one of the visualizations that, that I use is to do that, is to take those those negative beliefs and those things that have been holding you back so long and really taking them to a fire there and, and letting them go. You know, we can't hold on to these things because they will hold us back forever.
1: And if I'm now at this stage, when I send my emotion, I let it go, how does that help me to
0: make different or better decisions at work? How is that linked there? Well, you will recognize the thing. So it's about recognizing when you feel these emotions. So actually, you either don't put yourself in that position anymore or you change the way you think about that, whatever that thing is, that event happening. And associate a different emotion to it. One that empowers you, not demotivates you or disempowers you.
1: And in that sense, then I stay or I will be more in control because I have more an impact on which emotions I actually bring to the table and the negative ones I can I understand them. I know when they're there. And then I can also consciously be like, oh, okay, I feel mad because of X, Y, Z. So if I take a decision here, maybe there's then more awareness on how much I let that impact how I decide. Exactly.
0: And understanding is power. The minute you understand the root cause of why you feel, think, and act the way you do, is where you find your superpower to change the status quo, right? and honestly anyone listening (laughs) understanding the root cause is everything because until you understand it in actual fact you can't let it go but you have to use it to your advantage and that's why understanding emotions is so key even in a deal process or for traders one minute they can make millions the next second they can lose millions so why did they make that particular decision even though they knew they weren't going to win or that they weren't going to succeed because they didn't listen to their intuition. They didn't. And we do it when, say, in a sales meeting, you know, where the sales director goes on a Monday morning. Well, when's that deal coming in? When's it closing? What do you need to do? And when did anyone get asked? How do you feel about that? And actually for them to trust the person that's giving them that information we, we really need to, to act more on, on how we feel in a particular deal. Instead of being forced to do something, we really need to have open communication to, to why we feel what we do, especially in business. It's huge. You also mentioned trusting your intuition. And before that, you mentioned a few times pausing. What is actually pausing? So pausing for me is just stopping everything to become more aware of what's going on. How you're thinking, feeling, acting in that moment in time. I'm really trying to uncover the what, what is, is really happening? What's it trying to say to you? The two common denominators with the most successful entrepreneurs that I know, know in person, some I do. Two of them, let's say let me give you an example of two that you know, would be Jeff Bezos and Steve Jobs. One of the common things that they always did, and I know this because I've had um, Jeff Bezos' old work colleague that worked with him very closely, is they took, both of them took time out. It would be three days to lock themselves in a cabin or wherever that was and pause. Because pause gives you perspective. It allows you to, to make decisions on whether you pivot or you're persevering. All bees here. <laughs> But allows you to to really go deep without technology, without any of the crap that just tries to stop us from thinking for ourselves, right? And the other common denominator with entrepreneurs is they burn out because they don't pause, or they make really bad decisions for their organization because they don't pause.
1: Years ago, I did a startup, and I felt like back then it was so tempting to just work, 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 because it's your baby, there's so much passion. Pausing, I didn't do it f- very much. So that was also one learning on my end how important that actually is. And and recently I was also reading about mind wandering, which I don't really do that much. So that's, again, was something that I put on my to-do list. Just listen to nice music and really take that time to let my mind just go wherever. I guess that is also one way of pausing and
0: to really take a step back. Exactly. Yeah, because we have all the answers, you know, we do ourselves. We have all the answers. We just don't pause enough to find them and allow them to come to the surface. You know, every decision that I've made, every successful decision that I've made with the Proud Company and where we're going as a business has all come from pausing. We all live in this modern world in chaos and we really need to to just stop in those moments and and play our own game at life knowing that we have the power to and we have the power to make decisions but what will those decisions be well you won't know until we pause for a second and the thing about pausing you know it's especially in in high pressured corporate roles if you don't do it life will find a way to do it for you
1: one question that's not yet answered is like, why did you actually call your company The Proud Company and
0: not The Post Company? When I started this journey, my podcast was called Once Lost, Now Proud. My talk show is called The Proud Talk. And it just made sense for me to call the company The Proud Company. Ah, so you had first the podcast and then the company. So that was the order. You know, it's funny. At the end of every interview that I do, I ask the people, what are you most proud of? And they find it such a difficult thing to answer because they're not that self-aware. And we never like to, I suppose is a British term, blow smoke up our own ass, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and we need to, like, be proud you got out of bed today when you've been up with your daughter all night or your son all night. You know, be proud that you're going out there and doing something different. Be proud to be unique and individual. Tracy, you got to tell me now, what are you proud of? I'm proud that I, I took a leap of faith in myself to build this company because there was a lot of pushback from a lot of people around me. I invested everything I have. I put my house on the line. You know, I'm proud that, that I'm doing it. This isn't the end. There's lots of other stuff to come, which you said about pause. Well, we, we have some retreats that we're hosting called The Pause Effect. Um, One of them is happening at the end of this year and one is happening in July. But we're also hosting the Bores Effect for corporates. So let's just think of it as a one day retreat instead of the generic golf days. So what we've called it is pioneering performance with the Bores Effect.
1: So I know now that you work with companies to help them get their
0: leadership, their management to pause. What do you do? Working with individuals. It's funny, someone asked me this the other day, and I literally just came out and said, Do you know what? I sit with I sit with individuals in their mess. And what I mean by that, you know, some might say, Well, I sit with them in their shit or in their mud or whatever, I sit with them. We all think we need to be fixed, right? We don't need to be fixed. We just need someone to be there, sit with us in our time of need. And potentially advise how we can navigate these murky waters of corporate politics or lie. I educate them to explore how they're feeling in these moments and why and how they become more intuitive and react in the right way. And I also do hypnotherapy as well in there, in those moments, you know, we can dive straight into a hypnotherapy session because there'll be something that's blocking them. So if I need to unblock that and I need to get to that root cause quickly, then we'll dive into hypnosis session and they leave feeling a hundred times lighter than when they walked in. (laughs) Okay. That's a new way to diet. I love it. From this discovery journey that
1: you did for the past two, three years, what is one thing you wish you had now 20 years ago when
0: you started your corporate career? Self-awareness. And it's about binding your true self. And I wish I'd have done that sooner. I think back then it sounded very, you know, hippie. And oh, I'm not into this you know, breath work or meditation or pausing or whatever that might be. But there in lies everything. It's like we spend our life running away from what we want <laughs> instead of actually really understanding that we can have whatever. We want. We just have to understand who we are as people, you know. So I wish I knew that back then. I
1: see. They look back to the best advice you've been given. Be yourself. That was so inspirational. Really, also get more glimpse on how we can leverage our emotion. I have only a few more questions left for you. First one:
0: What's coming up next for you? It's it's the pause effect is our next big project with some great partnerships. So that's really, really exciting. But ultimately, everything we do is around improving, you know, how we empower people and how we win together and how teams become teams. What else should I have on this show? Well, you should definitely have my, my business partner, Katie Holmes. She has a great story. Girl. And it's around, actually, her story is around how you deal with, Death in service. And what I mean by that is that when we work in corporate, we are always really, really, really busy in our life. But all of a sudden, someone very close to you can just go. And that affects a lot of things around you. And that's her expertise because she's lost a lot of people in her time. And the other person I think, which I should probably mention, it would be great to have a show, is Ann Hyatt. She was. She was one of the first people that was employed by Jeff Bezos. And then she went on to be chief of staff for Eric Schmidt at Google. She wrote a book called Bet on Yourself. And for anyone listening, read it. It's a life changer. <laughs> Anne's been on my podcast. She's brilliant to talk to. There's nothing she does not understand about this world. And she's also by certain things in her life as well. So I think it should be great for you. I
1: will ask you for the introductions afterwards. And for anybody who was inspired to stay in touch with I guess they can check out the Proud
0: Company website. Where else can they go? I sort of had this epiphany the other day. All these social media platforms, which honestly, I actually can't stand. Uh, So if you want to connect with me, the only playground that I really play in now is LinkedIn. So uh, I can be contacted through there. Yeah, LinkedIn, everything that I post with any meaning is on LinkedIn. (laughs) and yeah that's it really i suppose all through the power company thank you tracy thank you so much for taking the time and joining me today oh thank you for having Glad. me i've really enjoyed it. it thank you so much
1: as always you can reach me at hannahadelegate.com Tag me at delegate or reaching your goals podcast and i'm always happy to hear from you guys for today we are done we are one step closer to reaching your goals talk to you guys next week Bye.